Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K-Troll on the mic, and I caught E doing the head bob. And I am joined, as always, as I mentioned, by the Cameron Fry to my Ferris Bueller. What is that? Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Ethan Gelfan. E, what is happening? I'd just like to point out, we were actually really in sync when we were just doing that. It was pretty, Now we're not going to be at all, because we're trying. Yeah, we can't but, do it again. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised when you, uh, I was like, all right, Kim, you know, I guess we'll do trivia for you today because I will be absent next week. That's right, listeners. I will be absent this time. Kemper missed a couple times last couple weeks ago. For the first time, this guy will not be on the podcast. So when you said you won't be a podcast, trivia, you want to rest. Yeah. <laughs> there, there won't be a podcast. There will be no podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when you said you wanted Ferris Bueller. I was like, wow. That first of all, you are quick to answer. So I was like, okay, something's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah just rewatched a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta so, tell you the story. There's a story behind that. So um, I've been listening to been listening to this great deep dive movie podcast called Fanacek. F-A-N-A-C-E-K. Fanacek. Okay. And uh, was honored to be a guest on said podcast recently as well. And it was a deep dive what? into Ferris Bueller. And it was actually about the TV series that they made about the movie, which was a total bomb. And so oh, it was kind of an interesting and funny podcast. This guy does a fantastic job deep diving into movies. He goes down the IMDb rabbit hole. Uh, he's got an yeah. acting background as well. So he's got some really cool stories, makes it really entertaining, but he also is like a wealth of knowledge in this space. So really cool podcast. Suggest you guys check it out if you like movies. But um, so that kind of got me thinking, like got me to rewatch the movie. We talked about it a lot and I was like, let's go. Reel it back, reel it back. Real. He's like, oh, you just kind of name dropped. Yeah, I was just invited on this podcast. It's this actor guy who does deep dive. I'm like, whoa, 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 back it up, beep, beep. Explain. Are you upset because I cheated on you? I cheated on you with another podcast. My ears were burning. I felt something was wrong. Uh, No, but for real, like, how did you find this guy or hook up with this thing? I can't reveal his identity because he goes by Fanacek. But uh, I may or may not know this person. So, oh, that is all right. Just again, <laughs> let me guess. Throwing the football in your backyard with Matt Ryan. I can't with remember. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. Yep. That was it. Okay. Okay. So, yep. Fanacek is in your backyard too. That's cool. Fanacek likes to I would love to be invited to the backyard football game at some point. I would love to, but I understand. I understand. No nerds allowed. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> but what was the last time you saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, I have seen it more than one time, but it's been a while. I honestly could not tell you the last time I sat and watched like the whole thing. Of course, <laughs> although isn't it weird now? I'm going to go on a weird tangent. So first of all, now that we have kids and we're older, we don't just, have, just get the chance to plop down and just like scroll through and watch TV. But nowadays you don't even scroll through and watch TV to see like what's on. You basically always have to just go in with a plan. Like, what am I going to watch? Which kids yeah. these days, they don't understand the struggle of having to think oh no this isn't on yet or oh my favorite movie's on oh you're already 30 minutes in yeah i missed the first 30 minutes yeah so i'm thinking of old school where like you know you'd be scrolling through like oh this movie's on i'll watch a little bit wherever it is at this point this is great so you know i would probably do that that was probably the last time i saw like bits and pieces of ferris bueller so yeah i I actually could not tell you the last time i watched the whole thing all the way through that's a great way to put it too. Like I always tell people like, Oh, I saw that, you know, we always the joke here is always 15 or 20 years ago. Right. It's always like 20, <laughs> 20 years, years we ago. Movies. We watch movies like all the time in college and right after college yeah. four kids and all that too. 
But you're right. A lot of it was snippets. A lot of it's like half an hour here or an hour there or because you're scrolling and you're just killing time. You can still scroll like we have YouTube TV, so I can still scroll through there and just see what's on, you know. But I'm again, I don't usually have a lot of time just to be like, I'll just sit around and see what's on TV right now, you know. So I don't have time to do that, much less um, normally I'm going to go down for Netflix and, and dig in, you know. Uh, or continue yeah. some series, whatever I'm watching. So yeah, you're right. It, it's it's obviously a different different world. But yeah, I different I era, watched man. it again uh, from the podcast. I ended up watching it again and was uh, reminded of how great of a movie it is, concept wise, and yep. the characters and the actors. And um, it's a rite of passage. I think it's an American rite of passage movie for a high school kid, high school going to college. You know, I used to watch. I had this kind of weird tradition i used to watch office space every summer before college i don't know why great I movie I, I loved that movie and so i watched movie. it every summer before college and this would have been a really good one to watch as well you know i think i did the same thing with van wilder which i was kind of like that's a that's kind of a college movie too but like i got them yeah. both like my brother gave them to me as i was graduating high school and so i, I like watched them i was like oh yeah this is like great pre-college movie watching you know this is gonna be Seriously, exactly really what college just like this is exactly yes. what my life Meanwhile, is exactly like. what our college was like yes <laughs> uh but I feel like so i think this also, was a really good one to add to the collection yeah i feel like in your collection was also waiting because waiting was also just like another classic cult one with like ryan reynolds and it's just yes it was just good too. waiting came out a little bit later though i think didn't it uh after van wilder might have been in college around the same time as van wilder we'll have to go was on it? to was it van what was his name again? I already forgot his name. Vanacek podcast. Vanacek. Vanacek. He probably Texan. did a deep dive on this. Yeah, just yeah. saying. But uh, yeah, I feel like also with Ferris Bueller, there are just so many iconic scenes and quotables, and just you kind of just have to know. You have to see it just so you know these references. Again, and I know you're you're getting into Seinfeld. You've been you've been telling me your journey through it. You're probably three or four seasons by now but it's the same yep. kind of thing how many references or quotes are from seinfeld like oh shoot that was seinfeld it's like yeah everything was because of that close talker you know like once i finish seinfeld i feel like i'm just gonna realize that every joke you've ever made or everything funny you've ever said has just been regurgitated seinfeld commentary and i'm gonna oh, yeah. think either i'm gonna think like he's not nearly as funny <laughs> as i thought he was or i'm gonna be like well played well played you've lived your life based on yeah. seinfeld <laughs> So I basically have no original material, but I have great timing that I can pull from other material and use it in the perfect spot. So that's that's how I play it. <laughs> well, we've talked about this before. Like, that's kind of what we look for in friends in general is like, can oh, you yeah. quote movies at the right time in the right situations? That's how you know if we have a similar sense of humor. And so I'm sure well, there are plenty of people who are like, that's I don't like that sense of humor. I think that's stupid. Find your own <laughs> stuff or don't get the movie references. So they don't think we're funny, but that's what we look for. <laughs> or they just don't think we're funny and they think we suck. But that's also kind of what I like about the show suits. You know, I'm all right. I'm through. I'm in season six right now. So we're just blasting right along. You're cruising. But, you know, wow. but Mike and Harvey, you know, they're always just literally quoting movies to each other back and forth. And then you see them when they're interacting with different people. Like Mike was interacting with uh, his, his soon to be wife's father. And he was quoting a movie, but it was kind of racially charged. And her father is a black man. And he's like, what are you saying to me? It's like, no, no, no. I was quoting Shawshank. You're like, yeah. All right. <laughs> like stuff like Not that. Like, no, I was in that. Yeah. 
It's like Rachel's dad is terrifying in that show anyway. Yeah. He is. <clears throat> so He's I, a good actor. Great, great character. But yeah, well, it, it helps that Mike's got a photo, photographic memory, so he can... He's like, what, true. 15, 10, 15 years younger than Harvey, but still knows all the references. Knows every reference ever. Man, I wish I had that. That'd be my one superpower, right? just to be able to quote any movie at any time. <laughs> I feel like the, the photographic memory would be pretty clutch. Pretty yeah. clutch. I don't know why people... I've met people who have that, and I'm like, why are you doing what you're doing right now? Like, I don't know. They'll be doing random jobs. I'm like, you you could do practically anything that. with that skill. And you've chosen to be an accountant. You know, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, whatever. It happens. Anyway, happens. what do you say we move into some football here? We, uh, man, if we'd have waited like two hours before releasing that podcast, we'd have had a lot of oh. extra material from the trade. We checked Literally, our phones the entire time. We're like, still nothing, still nothing. Then, nothing you know and then all of a sudden bam 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 um one of the wildest trade deadlines in nfl history and uh, it was pretty exciting not some of the moves i really hoped to see didn't happen a bunch of moves i didn't expect right. did happen so um, let's dive into what went down in general yeah, i don't think we just seen the, the hawkinson it, stuff yet had we no we hadn't but also just real quick it is funny you, you mentioned that because in the nfl i feel like at the trade deadline there's never any trades or any like big name ones you look at the you look at baseball there's always big name guys going to contenders are at the end basketball same kind of thing hockey i'm not as well versed in so i couldn't tell you but you know in those other leagues there's just so many big trades happening right at the deadline as people try to make that push but the nfl you just you don't really see that and i don't know if it's because they look at more of the long play or if you don't know if like one guy can make a big difference on such a big roster you know, it's it's whether or not this guy can make that push. But yeah, this season was like, nope. We got four or five teams who are saying, screw it. We're pushing it all in. Let's go for it. Yeah. So yeah, let's start off with uh, TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. First of all, had no chatter about TJ Hawkinson whatsoever being on the trading block or anything like anyone making calls for him. And then the first trade is TJ Hawkinson, interdivisional trade to the Vikings. Like, holy crap. Yeah, intradivisional. It's just why it's, it is wild intra and it's wild. Um, I guess Irv Smith got hurt. Obviously it's like a high ankle kind of a deal, I think. So he's going to be out for a few weeks. And so you're just thinking like, well, they didn't use him like a ton, ton. Like he was, he was right. an important part of the offense, but probably like a 15% target share type. You know, he's good for four catches for 50 yards. He was an athlete. He's a great athlete. So it's, it hurts from that regard. Thalen has shown that he's slowing down maybe a little bit. So, okay. KJ Osborne has stepped up and been pretty good. So you, you weren't like, there's a gaping hole for tight end at Minnesota. You're just like, yeah, they'll find, you know, Johnny Bunt or whatever that guy was that they they were touched on to last week. Like, whatever, they'll find somebody. They're like, nah, we need a playmaker. Nah. TJ Hawkinson. Right. <laughs> <You're> like, wow. <laughs> That's a big move. Yeah. Uh, they are 6-1, and one, yeah. so they're obviously near the top of the NFC in general and on top of their division. Think- so they're trying to make a, trying to make right. a move. By Hawkinson already joining a six-win team, that's probably the most wins he's ever had combined in his career. So he's probably pretty stoked. <laughs> that's true. I bet he's never been on a six-win team. Oh, never. I, no, literally combined. I'm saying if you add the years up, he's been in the NFL. I don't know if he had six wins. That is wild. That is I wild. Mean, I'm gonna look, and it might you be can, true. You talk. I'm going to look that up real quick. Okay. So thoughts about him moving there? And I've listened to a bunch of analysts talk about this too. I kind of had the same mentality, which is like, doesn't really move the needle as far as his value goes. He's already probably a top five to eight tight end option anyway, just based on his talent. 
And I don't think he the opportunities are that six. much different. I'm jumping in here. I'm interrupting you. He has more than six wins. Damn it. He has okay. three last year, five and 20, and three and 19. So there's there you 11. go. So he could get he could realize. get to 11, though, this year. I didn't realize he had five in 2020. Dang. That's a lot for him. Too much for tanking. When I say him, I like how I'm just calling him out. Just you, TJ Hawkinson. You're the only one who got five. You You blew it. Um, So, but I think I think from a value standpoint, it doesn't change a whole lot. I'm I'm glad for the Vikings NFL team. It's going to be a big. It's a big win for them. But I think you'll see similar production, similar usage. He's still not going to be the number one option because they've got Jefferson. So I think I think. uh, I think it'd be good. I think, honestly, he might be a little more consistent on the Vikings because, you know, in Detroit, especially when Amon Ra went down, he would have that, that huge week where he had like nine for 120 and two touchdowns, but then it would kind of drop off because like, okay, we'll just focus and we'll just take away Hawkinson. But he is not going to get that focus in Minnesota when you have a Justin Jefferson still in Adam Thielen. You still got Day. Day I was about to say Daquan Cook. Remember that guy? Daquan Cook. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> that piece of crap. Supposed to go to Wake Forest basketball, but no, he went to Ohio not State. Not Anyway. Player. Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook, he's going to have so much more, so many more opportunities. I'm not saying he's going to just be force fed and and just become this breakout superstar, but I'm just saying he's going to have a lot more consistent looks. I think he'll, you'll see probably more of like four or five receptions, 80, 90 yards, just because that's, he's going to be that guy that's like, oh crap, Jefferson's gone, Thalen's gone, Cook. Oh, here's TJ, get him. Yeah, maybe so. And that, well, it'll be really interesting to see if that happens. Uh, it would be great for him because he has been inconsistent this year in particular, and, and he's normally pretty consistent. But I do think it opens up some things for Jefferson a little bit. It helps him out a little bit. It you know, yep. gives them another target that they've got to account for. They can't just, like, triple-team Jefferson. So it, it'll open up the offense for everybody a little bit. Uh, definitely it'll help Dalvin Cook, too. It's another receiving threat. So good for Minnesota. Um, yeah. Again, fantasy value for Hawkinson probably doesn't go up that much because he's already a top yeah. five, five to eight guy. But interesting move. How about Chase Claypool going to Chicago? I was surprised by this. I was glad. I mean, obviously they were ready to make some moves because they shipped off a couple defenders. You knew they were they were either stockpiling picks or they were getting picks to use to acquire some other players. What do, what do right. you think about that? I just think it's such like a gross move. Like, first of all, we've talked about Chase Claypool, how I don't know, his, he hasn't lived up potential. He's such a knucklehead that he makes too many bonehead plays within the play that He's, I don't see him as a difference maker. Um, but I mean, Chicago was just so dearth of any talent on the wide receiver in the wide receiver room. I mean, you had Darnell Mooney, speedy guy, you know, still can't break through yet. And then after that, there's just nothing. So, from a straight up for the Bears perspective, it's yes, it's a slight upgrade. I don't think it again, I don't think it makes them any more of a contender or going to make any noise this year. Fantasy wise, I think. I guess you could say it's an upgrade at quarterback. I know you obviously think so. Um, it'll keep people honest. I just, I just don't see this as being a significant move. Do you? I think NFL wise, it's a nice move. It's not. It's significant because their next best receiver was like Dante Pettis, you know, or Equinemius <laughs> St. Brown, which like uh, he's Nikhil definitely Harry. better than those guys. Nikhil Harry has not even played in the NFL yet. Like. He's definitely better than those guys. He's not. Yeah. And he's actually, I think, probably pretty similar to Darnell Mooney. I think Mooney's a better receiver. But Claypool's a nice compliment to Mooney. And he's another deep down the field guy. You know, like he can be a possession receiver. He played the slot in Pittsburgh. But he can also burn you down the field. And Fields, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. likes to throw it deep. So I think he yes. fits the style pretty well. He gives him an underneath presence with Cole Komet um, that will help this offense. The fact that they got rid of a couple of their key defenders tells me 
I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm excited because they're going to be losing more often now, and they're going to have to shoot it out. And <laughs> they're going to have to throw it. <laughs> looked really good recently, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know that Claypool is like worth starting by any stretch. I am interested to see how he, like, what kind of target share he gets there because I, I guess he's filling in the Allen Robinson role from last year, right. and that was such an up and down garbage role. We don't know if it was Robinson or if it was the the job. So I'll be interested to see. Looking he's like it was Robinson. <laughs> It clearly it was at least partially Allen Robinson. I think Claypool's worth a stash and um could have some flex consideration later in the year and uh, once we see how it kind of how they gel. But I'm excited for Justin yeah. Fields, honestly. I'm like, thank God they got I mean, him somebody, you know? Something. They got him something. It's not great. It's but like, it's something. Hey. Poor Aaron yeah. Rodgers is over there, like, I would have loved Chase Claypool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I would have loved the like, ham sandwich. It's a miracle. It him. Uh Okay, so Claypool to Chicago. We'll see how that pans out. Fantasy-wise, could be a little bit of a bump. Uh, then some running back kind of movement. Not your top-tier guys, but you have Jeff, Jeff Wilson going to Miami, Chase Edmonds going to Denver, Naheem Hines going to Buffalo. I mean, it's kind of these second-tier guys that are kind of getting shifted. So Jeff Wilson, obviously, was in San Francisco, but they just got Christian McCaffrey, and they have um, Elijah Mitchell, who's obviously been hurt. So they're like, well, we don't really need Jeff Wilson. So they give him to Miami. And then Miami's like, well, screw you, Chase Edmonds. You've been doing nothing for us. We're not using you anyway. You go into Denver with the Bradley Chubb deal. Uh, and then Naheem Hines obviously was not going to be the guy in Indy. So Buffalo's like, Zach Moss, you're out. I mean, it's just kind of these yeah. depth chart guys. They're just kind of shifting. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff Wilson, like Mike McDaniel, the head coach for, for Miami, came from San Francisco. And so Love San obviously Francisco, he's guys. The, same, the same running system. He wants the same one cut run scheme. And so he's probably like zone read. He's probably like, I know Jeff Wilson can do it. He loves Mostert. Right. That's how Mostert gets a starting job. And he knows that Mostert's going to potentially get hurt. So he's like, great. Now that I've got my same two backs <laughs> I know from last year, hop them right in there. So um, I like that for Miami. I don't think Wilson's going to get a whole lot of play until or if no. Mostert gets hurt, but he's a nice depth piece for them. Edmonds to Denver, it muddies the water just enough <laughs> to, because you're like, somebody's got to step up there. Latavius Murray is currently getting the most carries for them. So, like, Ugh. what says that Chase Edmonds way, can't become the guy? Maybe. Who knows? By the way, speaking of Latavius Murray, I have to give a shout-out slash call-out to Blake in our league, Biscuit Justice. He always ends up with latavius murray he's not he's so like it's not like he gets drafted but he always ends up on blake's team and i just i just played blake this past week and of course latavius murray gets a touchdown. i'm like up freaking course you have him you started him and he got you a damn touchdown like are you kidding me he goes yes what are you gonna do well uh that's because blake called it when he was on the raiders probably like years ago (laughs) he's probably like yeah i remember when i called it and he broke out for that big like monday night game or something and he's like Ever since then, he's been on his radar. Uh, there's just some guys oh. who can't quit, right? We're all we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We are like Tal and Adam Thielen, and I think Tal picked up Chris Carson recently. He's like he's he's going to <laughs> just for old time's sake. <laughs> just for old time's sake. But so yeah, I don't think either, I'm not sure if either of those make a whole lot of splash. Hines and Buffalo is interesting because they've been looking for a pass catcher, and I guess James Cook hasn't really shown them what they wanted out of that specific role. So or yeah. he's not ready yet, and so I think Hines steps right in as a as a third down back. And we'll eat away from Devin Singletary, which sucks for him. I think his passing game usage is going to decline for sure. Zach Moss wasn't doing that for them either. Uh, Hines could have some decent value, like as a flex, I think, um, because of the passing. Because it's it's such a pass-heavy. Like you're talking games where Singletary will have like six to nine rushing attempts, you know, (laughs) as their leading rusher. So they they pass the ball to run. It's like basketball on grass, as as the old Purdue teams used to do. It's They pass the ball to run. 
Okay. Uh, so that's uh, so yeah, those are some of the those are some of the big names that kind of did get moved, but then there were also big names who didn't, who everyone was kind of like, these guys are going to go just where are they going to happen? Where is it going to happen? A lot of Brandon cooks, cam Akers, cream hunt, Elijah Moore didn't go anywhere. And I think the Packers must've fallen asleep uh, and not realizing the trade deadline was that day. Cause they did nothing. Uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, Brandon cooks was literally the perfect guy to be going to green Bay. So Aaron Rodgers have a, could have any side of weapon. But why not? Why did these guys not move? The the news about Cooks, specifically out of Dallas, was that it was... was contract? It, well, the contract was an issue because he's like an $18 million player. But also yeah. the picks that they wanted, I guess, didn't line up with what Dallas wanted to give. And, and it sounded like they were like to the wire. And I think uh, Minnesota was actually talking about him too, maybe. There were a couple teams that were in on him. Like, that were, that was Green Bay was never mentioned. Like Green Bay was like, we're just I not going which they never do. So who's surprised by that? You know, um, so but Brandon Cooks now might not play tonight. Thursday night football. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's like asking for to be released. Like he's not happy, and his stuff on social media is kind of vengeful, and <laughs> he is not happy right now um, <laughs> in Houston. It's kind of vengeful. It is. Very he's saying like this cryptic stuff, like you know, like don't take my kindness for granted. Like you mess with my career, you cross the line. Like he's yeah. He's easy there. He's not happy. Um, Cam Akers is apparently being welcomed back to LA to like talk with Sean McVay. They're going to chat, talk it out. Maybe that didn't ever happen. Never worked. There were teams that were trying to get him and they couldn't work out the picks on him either. Kareem Hunt. uh, I think he's, he's a professional. I think he's just going to play, you know, Um, he's at this point. It didn't happen. So I'll just keep playing football, you know? Um, And then Elijah Moore. Millions of dollars. Keep playing. I think Elijah Moore is kind of like a – they had a precedent. They, they couldn't set a precedent on that, I think. And so he's going to continue to be upset and unhappy. Not. But he's a second-year guy. Like, I think people yeah. are just going to tell him to shut his mouth and play, you know? Exactly. Um, he needs – we talked about this a few episodes ago. It's like, dude, you can – no, we're not trading you. Are you insane? <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Just stop. just stop. Stop whining. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens with those guys. I dropped Cam Akers in one league because I'd put him on, like, my IR because he was eligible – and I dropped him after this happened. And um, he's someone that could, I mean, you never know. He could come back around. Kyron, Kyron Williams is going to come off of IR soon. We're getting to that in the injury updates here. They really like him. He's a rookie out of Notre Dame. Great runner at Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. They really like him. I think they want him to be their number one guy because otherwise it's not pretty. It's not pretty no. in LA and in, in running back room. So they need him or Cam Akers to, to turn into something for them. Do something. Do something let's get to some injury updates big yes. news Jonathan so, Taylor didn't practice on Wednesday he's the one that we're kind of like what's he gonna do um Cooper Cup's dealing with the same kind of injury it's like a low ankle sprain kind of day-to-day um I think they're both gonna play but you gotta pay attention to the rest of the practice reports and then check in on Sunday morning and see if yeah. he play if Taylor plays against New England on a half an ankle I don't feel good about it man I gotta start him because I don't I was I gonna say you got to be starting him. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you got to start him. But like, I don't. I would not expect much from him this week. I really wouldn't. Okay. Uh, and then we see that Cordero Patterson. Remember that guy who was actually tearing it up the first half of the season. Uh, he's yeah. returning to practice from the IR. So it'll be interesting to see how they fold him back into the mix. I mean, he was a big surprise this season. I know, obviously, last year he broke out, but now it's kind of like, will he be do- able to do it again? And he was. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of fold him back in. And if he actually hits the field this Sunday, uh, 
kind of holding your breath. I think they've been honestly. I would take my time on him if I'm the Falcons because Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier have done a good job filling in for him. Mm -hmm. They're not Patterson, so he's a difference maker, I think, for them. But they've won games. They're on top of their division somehow, and those guys (laughs) have been running pretty well. So I probably wouldn't force him back too early. They want a Godwin division. That division is so bad. Oh my four god! Four and four. Who thought? Top of the division. Four and four. Um, Alan Lazard might be back. Thank God for in Green Bay. You know, he's got the shoulder injury that he sat out last week. Uh, might be back. I mean, he's been practicing some, trying to get back to practice. So uh, keep an eye on that one as well. That would be a nice boost for them. Jahan Dotson probably yeah. still a week or two away on his injury. Um, again, he's he's more like a flex option not someone you're super excited about, but I would, I do want to see how he connects with Heineke, honestly. Right. We haven't seen Heineke. I mean, with, with Wentz, he was kind of touchdown dependent where he would get like three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, So obviously it was just a 340. You'd be a little risky, but yeah, it would be, it would be interesting to see how the wild card Heineke could mesh with him. That'd be a, I think that'd be a hookup. Yeah. Yeah, Heineke would just throw it up and Dotson can, he's a, he's a 50, 50 ball. Yeah, Yeah. He can catch anything. So it could be a nice boost for him. Uh, we talked about Kyron, Kyron Williams, Mark Andrews. John Harbaugh says it's not a major injury, <laughs> not a major thing, um, but he could miss this week. We don't know. And there's not, there are no practice updates yet um, as right. of this recording. So again, we talked about this on Tuesday, but if he's out, Isaiah likely is a really strong play, especially with Rashad Bateman being out. Would you so say he's likely out. a good play? Likely a good play. I'm sure there's a lot of good plays yes. on that. Remember when they used to do probable designations? <laughs> Yeah, Did you always feel good about having a P next to a guy's name. I was like, oh, I got right, the he's P. Like, he's no Q. We got the P. I mean, so when, obviously, no letter. Not good. Then P, then Q, then D, then O. Then O, yeah. O. They still have the yeah. D in Yahoo. I've, saw, I've seen still? a few doubtfuls, which I'm like, come on, man. Are you in or are you out? <laughs> yeah, just, just say no. Just say no. Anyway, um, and Keenan Allen, I just read this this morning. Keenan Allen, another setback. He's yeah. tweaking his hamstring. He's not recovering the way he wants to. He says it's like scar tissue peeling away or something. Like it doesn't sound good. I don't think he's going to play this week, and that's a bummer. So they're, I mean, they, they're playing Atlanta, and they've already they're already without Mike Williams. So DeAndre yeah. Carter is the guy who fills in for Keenan in the slot. DeAndre Carter would get a big boost if Keenan can't go. Uh, we already talked about Josh should, Palmer on the outside yeah. filling in for Mike Williams, and I think Gerald Everett is a slam dunk tight end this week you gotta have him in your lineup if you're doing dfs or whatever i think he's gonna be a target monster well all right real quick so in my uh neighborhood league i have dallas goddard and gerald everett who should i play right now i have dallas goddard they're playing tonight too against houston yeah so i gotta make the call that's that's actually a really tough call for me i think goddard has been super consistent and really good Mm mm-hmm I think this is going to be an absolute blowout and they're not going to be a ton of passing attempts. Um, sure. So that's the one thing that concerns me. Whereas I think the the chargers and Falcons will be in more of a shootout. Um, boy, I don't know. Okay. If I had to choose, Classic. if I had to Every choose time. today, which you do obviously with, with Thursday night football, yes, I, I might go with Everett. Ooh. Okay. All right. We could use that as our do it bet too. We've got to do it bet in line, but we could add that to it. We'll add that in there. Whichever one I don't pick you get. Uh, That's right. Okay, so there you go. But yeah, the, the crazy thing with Keenan Allen is just the fact that he just keeps saying he's not where he wants to be. And that's just yeah. one got to be so frustrating for him. But it's just like, wow, that's, I mean, was he played one week? Did he play week two? I can't remember if he played, I think week, he played two. week two. Yeah, he's played more than one game. So also shout out to Blake because I tried to trade for Keenan Allen and he kept saying, no, I'm like, all right, 
you know, he's hurt, right? But <laughs> yeah, he may not come back. I wonder what part of me, part of me is thinking like, when he says like, I'm just not right. Is it like, Hey, you're also, you're 30. So things just don't feel the same. <laughs> it's also, you're also just old. You're getting older. So uh, I can attest to that. Like, you know, something to my shoulder wrong. My whole arm hurts today. It just, you know, <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 25 anymore. You know? Yeah. We're gonna Isn't do? it bad when you just like wake up in pain for no reason? <laughs> like, why am shooting I hurting? Pain. <laughs> shooting pain in my what neck and shoulder. And I was like, and I'm a side sleeper. So I'm used to sleeping on my sides and I flip around, you know, but like, I've never had that happen where I'm just like, it still hurts. I don't know. Like, my I messed body's it up. just in pain. Yes. All right. Well, moving on. Why don't we do a little pigskin pick and we'll make our picks. Should we do our update first? Let's do the update first. Yeah, for sure. Holy smokes, look at this guy at the top. Yes, look at this last yes, week. yes. Look at that last week there. Yeah. It was those wow. damn commanders. It was those damn commanders. It was the commander, commanders. Heineke. Told you. Yeah. And the Patriots. I did not think they were going to win, but you you stuck with old Billy Boy. And Told you. You were correct. Yeah. Take it to get I just pads. thought this was the year that... This year. I thought this was the year the Jets were actually going to do something they were showing they were and then nope it still shows the patriots have their number <laughs> so if they had all their weapons i would have gone with the jets Brees hall is a difference maker man but um and even Corey davis being healthy would have been nice to have more options for wilson but nah they're they're nah. currently depleted so yes so, I'm leslie, gonna here kyle, and my, yes i was gonna say leslie kyle myself all tied with the same amount of picks correct we had 10 while you had 12 so you are still up top but you increased your lead to two uh, excuse me, by two. So you got three over Leslie, uh, four over Kyle, and five over me. So that was a good week for you since we all stayed. We're still, hey, same. we're still packed in there pretty good, though. I think that's, oh, a, yeah. That's a nice little bunch. That's an easy, within a week or two, that thing can flip. So look at this Again, week, for instance, get, 70 and 120. I mean, that's a five point spread too, swing right there. I got to remember, playing small ball has helped me so far. So I got to be, I can't get too, uh, too wild here. Okay. We'll see. So, let's make some picks, man. Let's do it. Let's do these picks. There's All right, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Okay. I was going to say, I'll throw it to you first. This is an easy one. Eagles going to the Texans. Undefeated Eagles. What's happening? Yeah. As much as this is like a trap game, and they're probably not all that prepared for it. It's, it's still should... It's a trap. They should show up and just slaughter. There's no reason. The, the Texans yeah. aren't even going to have Brandon Cooks. My <laughs> guess is they'll keep it closer than 20 points, which is probably what the spread is right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going Eagles easy. It's a trap. Yeah, it's Eagles. Going Eagles. Steamrolling. I actually took Miles Sanders for a two touchdown game tonight. I had a profit boost on that. So we'll see if that happens. Ooh. Okay. How fans. about the Chargers going to Atlanta to take on those four and four division leading Falcons? Yeah, right. Who would have thought they'd have the same amount of wins together, these two teams? But uh, yeah. I'm going to. the char- Why is this every year that the Chargers are so frustrating that you just like. Why do you do this to yourselves, Chargers? Like, you go and get smacked by the Seahawks. Now, granted, they're NFC West-leading Seahawks. So this is yeah. NFC South-leading Falcons. Watch out. Um, golly. Like, I want to say Chargers, but I'm nervous. And this could just be a Falcons game where they beat the 49ers. I, God, I got to go Chargers just because, honestly, and I, I know you always make fun of me. I throw this around. But this is a must-win for them because otherwise their head coach could be gone if you lose with these with this team come on man come on I, yeah i their head coach should be gone there's too much talent on this chargers team to be like this yeah. every year 
Offense um, and defense. However, I mean, all these huge acquisitions on the defensive end. Granted, J.C. Jackson's already out for the year, but Khalil Mack, come on, man. Yeah. Bosa's been money. Um, yeah, however, they don't have any of those weapons because they're all injured. And so because they are depleted, rise You're up. Going Falcons. Let's go. All right. Let's go, Falcons. Yeah, I'm rising up okay. on the Falcons. 26%? Come on, man. They're leading the division. The Chargers got to travel across the country. Don't you know what that means? <laughs> Come Even on. Across the country. <laughs> got to travel across the country. All right. Now we got the Dolphins visiting your Bears. I know you're going with Justin Fields and his new toy. So just lock that one in. I do like the Bears. I don't like that they gave away their two best defensive players. <laughs> their defense <laughs> has been the one thing keeping this team together all year. And so I'm going to have to go right. with the Dolphins. Too much firepower. Um, this, this could be a high-scoring game, though, honestly, because – um, the Dolphins' defense has underperformed as well, and the Bears' offense has come alive recently. So we could have yeah, ourselves a nice uh, shootout here. The Dolphins have been getting up a lot of points, and uh, so yeah, you're right. It could be a high-scoring game. I do think the Dolphins are going to win. I think they have clearly gone all in by getting Chubb and uh, Jeff Wilson. So now it's time to show it, and this is the first game they're going to have to. So going Dolphins. Yep. All right, Panthers traveling to Cincinnati. This is surprisingly a more interesting game than I think it's getting credit for. 94% yeah. on the Bengals right now after that stinker on Monday Night Football. Who you got? Honestly, this probably could be the trap game that everyone's like, okay, it's the Bengals. But again, the Panthers are just showing their medal. Obviously, they've beaten the Bucks and they're just hanging around. They almost could have won last week. So, I mean, I think this is a scrappier team than people are giving them credit for. It's a scrappier team than the Texans right now. And Again, the, the Bengals just like hot look like hot garbage, and they shouldn't, even though I know Jamar Chase is a big drop-off, it shouldn't be that bad. So I'm gonna give it to the Bengals just again because this team should not be losing to the team like the Panthers, but it's gonna be peskier than you think. I am so so close to taking the Panthers here. I really am do it. You have a I five mean, point lead, man. You have a five point I know, lead. Just go for them at Panthers. the same time. I can be concerned. I need to be conservative, really. Like I get Man, the, the Bucks have not been the normal Bucks, and so that win is not as impressive as it sounds. They did take the Falcons to overtime, and the Falcons have been pesky too. Um, if the game's in Carolina, I'd feel a little better about it. At the same time, Deontay Foreman is a monster, and we saw what Nick Chubb did to the Bengals on Monday Night Football. He just sliced and diced and ran all over him. Panthers defense isn't sounds quite like as you're good picking as the, the uh, Panthers. DJ Moore Panthers is coming in. DJ Walker, DJ Moore is unstoppable. Do it. Do it. Keep pounding. Ah, screw Keep it. Pounding. Give me the Panthers. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right. I mean, every time I pick the Bengals, they lose. I mean, I've been I've been wrong on them all year. That's like your Ravens <laughs> picks, right? I've just been I've been wrong on them all year. All year. Whew. All right. Okay. Packers. Division rivalry here. Packers heading to Detroit. I gotta go first on this one. Um gosh, it's hard to pick the Packers, man. It really is. Now it Detroit is just gave up one of their three good weapons so i guess i can't pick them but ugh, i don't want any part of this game honestly no i don't this is a gross one i too am going with the packers but only just because i'm done picking the lions until they show they can win another game but the also thing is so deandre swift came back last week against miami scored a touchdown which is great he ran the ball five times and then after the game or even this week you're listening to dan campbell and he's saying we pushed deandre too hard he ran the ball five times, man. Come so on. yeah, come on, he's man. Not healthy. But four. His limit should have been four. He's like, like that was it. So he's clearly still not healthy. He's even said he's not going to be right. He's not going to be hundred percent the rest of the season. So 
I mean, there's your other weapon. He's already basically given an excuse that you're done. Um, so yeah, I'm going Packers until this crap show can show something else. Yeah, anything could happen here. Lions could definitely win, but I don't have faith. I don't have faith in either one of these teams. No. How about this game? Colts heading up to New England. We got a rookie yeah. second-year quarterback, Sam Ellinger, taking on Mac Jones, second-year quarterback. What we got, man? Yeah, I'm done kind of hating on the Patriots right now. I'm going to give them a little more credit. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing I think is Ramondre Stevenson's kind of emergence is clearly being the number one guy and, and showing he can carry the load. And again, it's always been uh, defense reliant. And to show what they did against the Jets, who had been doing pretty well offensively and just as a whole, uh, and especially they got an inexperienced quarterback and Sam Ellinger, I like how Belichick can game plan. They're obviously in New England, which helps. So I'm I'm tentatively taking the Patriots, man. Give Mac Jones a little more confidence. Belichick's been building him up, which I think is hugely important. You don't want any type of controversy. So I'm going to slide edge to the Patriots. Whew. I like that we brought this full screen so you can really get the full force that, yes, it is Patriots. So that's what I'm saying. Just, you wanted to just show the full screen just so you could get really saying like, yes, here they are. I want everyone to see this pick right here that I'm about to make. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sam Ellinger will struggle against the Patriots. I do think he's a decent quarterback and, and I'm excited to see what he does. You never want a young quarterback to have to pace Belichick. So no, thank you on that one. That's what I loved last season when uh, the Jets played the Patriots and it was Zach Wilson's like first start. He threw three interceptions and in, like his first five passes. Like, this is the best. <laughs> this is That's this how it goes, lovely. man. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. Speaking All right. Well, another AFC East matchup. We got the Bills traveling to those same New York Jets who got humbled by the Patriots. I know you're going on Bills here, so let's just move on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Bills are. I'm going Bills. Too much firepower. Powerful. Jets are in a little bit of disarray right now with some injuries and trying to get their culture right. And so I don't see any reason the Bills don't keep rolling here. And what's so crazy to me is that people are still questioning whether or not Zach Wilson is the guy. And honestly, he hasn't done anything to show that he is. I know they're five and three, but not all those all those wins are not his. And he just has not looked good. So I think it's gonna he's be four and two, He's four and two. So like whatever. Or maybe that's I don't know if he's played that many games actually, but I don't know. What whatever. I think he's good enough that like they had to give him some time. You gotta like you have to right. remember, and we're seeing it with Justin Fields now too. Like it takes a solid year to acclimate to the speed of the game and to learn the playbook yeah. and to learn to read coverages. And he hasn't, and to, and and he hasn't played a solid year. He only played what? Nine, year. 10 games last year. Yeah. So like, give these guys some time, you know, like fields is the same thing. He missed some games last year. He's been kind of in and out. He had that terrible coaching situation. They had the wrong offense installed all of that. Like you're seeing now, and I don't know if it's permanent, but you're seeing now what he's capable of when you have the right offense He's getting better. He's learning the game better. He's learning the defense is better. He's using his yeah. legs in a very smart way. Like, I really think that's that's what I loved about him coming out of college. Probably just jumped on the hype train too early on that one. Obviously, jumped on too early. But I do think he's got he's got a Jalen Hurts in him, you know. And I don't know that he'll have the same success. They don't have the same team and the same GM and all that. But um, he's a similar player in my book. So, yeah. Okay. And Zach Wilson, I think he'll be fine, really. Um, he just needs a little bit of time. Get him some time to gel with his teammates. Elijah Moore and he need to have like a little company retreat. They need to go out and get a cabin or something, uh, become buddies. uh, You talk about time. Unfortunately, for a place like New York and a media like that, they don't give you time. Uh, So honestly, it's it's unfortunate. Just ask Sam Darnold. Just ask Mark Sanchez. Just ask. (laughs) The list goes on. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. 
All right, how about the Vikings traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders? Man, those four and four Commanders won three in a row. My gosh. Uh, once again, a plucky squad. But uh, Vikings once are one of those teams, just like the Dolphins, who are kind of going all in with that TJ Hawkinson splash. So they're coming off a bye week. I'm going with Vikes. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings too, but this is a – I'm not going to call it a trap game, but this shouldn't be 91 to 9 percent wise. You know, no, I think it it's, it's a little bit of a trap. Washington is – they are hanging in games. Uh, Heineke's a gamer, as we talked about. I think Chase Young's coming back this week. So uh, really? they've got a lot of... Okay. The other problem with Washington is drama. You know, internal issues, Dan Snyder's issues. Hey, selling like, the team. Selling the team. He's going to try and sell the team. He's being investigated. There are five active investigations against the Snyders and, <laughs> and the commanders. Like, that's just not... It's not good. It's noise. It's just... It's distracting. It's not good for your team. Um, so I got I to gotta go Vikings as well. Okay. All right, well, next we are heading to Jacksonville, your favorite London Jaguars playing against those Raiders, teams who are both just heading in the wrong direction and not looking great. Who you got? This is a tough one to pick because they're kind of similar teams too where you thought you'd have a little bit more out of them this year and they showed some signs of life and then they've really been brought down back down to earth. Um, I'm going to go with the Jags at home because, again, you're traveling cross country and all that. But uh, Zay Jones' revenge game here, look out for that narrative. Um, I think ATN is having as hot of a streak right now as Josh Jacobs was having earlier. So I don't, I think they kind of cancel each other out. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. I feel more confident in him right now than Derek Carr. Derek Carr, there's something wrong in there, man. I don't know what's going yeah. on, but for him to get two points and Devontae uh, Adams to get a half a point, that just that doesn't work. It does not. Um, but man, I really want Trevor Lawrence to be good. I just think. It's been a while. Probably, who who would you say is the last home run quarterback that was drafted number one overall? I mean, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, like, yeah, it might be. I really want Trevor Lawrence to be that guy. And it, once again, you got to give him time. And we, we talked about this when you're drafted one overall. You're obviously going to the worst team. You get drafted. Oh, Burrow was number one, wasn't he? Oh, that's true. Joe Burrow. Burrow was number right. one. He's good. He's been a home run. Uh, yeah. So it's just, man, I want Trevor Lawrence to be that guy. And he's just, he's starting off the season like, okay, he's turned the corner. Last year didn't count. So this is your, this is the year. And then, man, he's just gone down. Those two interceptions last week were not great. Uh, but you're right. Something's wrong in, in Vegas. And it's, once again, it's Josh McDaniels head coaching material. He's kind of showing he's not. He only lasted two years in Denver for good so reason. Weird. He's a great offensive coordinator. He is. Granted, it also helps when you have the greatest of all time playing for you. So maybe he's just getting the benefit of that. Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, I just don't think... Oh, my gosh. No, you know what? I'm going to go Vegas just because basically they played the worst possible game they could have last week against the Saints, and I just cannot see that offensive talent with Devontae Adams, what Josh Jacobs is doing this year, to, to have that same kind of output. So I think I'm going to go Raiders just because they have to win. It's not a must win by any means, but they have to. <laughs> like I know that's <laughs> synonyms. They're very, yeah. very synonyms, but it's not like anyone's playing for their job or, or kind of positioning. It's just for mindset and moving forward if this is going to work. I got to be honest with you. You sound like you make no sense right now. I blacked um, out. Yeah. Wait, what happened? That's I how you what did I say? <laughs> It's not a must win, but they have to win. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. How about the Seahawks traveling to Arizona? Intra-divisional rivalry. Taking on the Cardinals. 
Man, right? So, spoiler West alert. Leading Seahawks. I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert for our Run Your Pool Fantasy League. I'm heavy on this game. <laughs> I am yeah. very heavy on this game. Because <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, so since Yonder Hopkins has been back, that, that offense is finally clicking. And it's showing, like, this is what it, we what we needed. And uh, so that's been that's been fun to watch. And obviously, Geno Smith, who'd have thought what Kenneth Walker is doing now? It's awesome. DK Metcalf is already back from his knee injury and poop emergency. And, and Tyler Lockett is, is showing some consistency. So these these offenses are clicking and their defenses are not. So it's going to be a lot of points scored. So once again, spoiler alert, these guys are going to be featured in my run your pool. Uh, but man, who's going to win this game? You know what? I got to give the edge to the Seahawks. Who would have thought just because... I mean, they're playing well and they're they're finishing and they're more consistent. Um, I like the running game from Kenneth Walker. Geno Smith has shown he's he's not turning the ball over. That's been his crux the entire beginning of his career. He was turning the ball over and it's, whether it be fumbles or interceptions, and he's not doing that. I think he only has three turnovers on the season so far. So that's great for him. That's a great sign of things to come. And I'm going Seattle. Bye bye. Speaking Cliff. of New York. Speaking of New York players that didn't get a fair shake, Jets and Giants both had a shot at Geno. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm taking Geno as well, man. I, li- I like Kenneth Walker, obviously. I'm a big fan. He's absolutely cruising right now. They've got, um, you know, having that ground game really opens things up for Geno, who is making great decisions. He's playing the best football of his professional career. Um, I think the Cardinals are on their way back up. I think they're they're getting off the mat a little bit, so to speak. But um, I'm not sure. They've still got some injuries, too, with, with Hollywood Brown being out. Uh, Connor still iffy, probably not going to play. I like Eno just fine. Eno, Eno, they Eno. need Connor back. He's a he's a thumper, and Robbie oh, Anderson hasn't really gotten folded into that team yet. So I'm going to go Seahawks as well. Okay. All right. So here's another intra divisional matchup. Uh, this one. Oh wait, no, it's not. It's not intra intra conference. Talking about yeah, <laughs> intra conference in the NFC. Kind of okay. So. These are two teams who are struggling mightily, the Rams and the Bucks. And these are two teams that I was going to pick. If they weren't playing each other, I was going to pick the other one. Because, like, until you show you can do something, I'm going with it. But now I have to pick one. But you're up first, sucker. Well, I know, right? And it's funny because you can tell the world is thinking the same thing. They're like, ugh. Is <laughs> neither right. an option? How about a tie? This one might end right. in a tie. We'll see. Um, I, ugh, ugh. I'm going to go with the Bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks for all the reasons I've gone with them before, although none of those have mattered. Um, the difference is I've been off of the Rams most of the year. Um, right. And we thought that Buffalo game was just like an anomaly to start the season. We were like, ah, they got blown out by the Bills. The Bills are that good. No, nope. there's problems in L.A., man. There are problems in Tampa, right. too, but at least they're at home for this game. And, um, yeah. again, it's not a must win because they're only one game back on the division, but they've got to turn things around at some point. The Bucks do, and I have more faith in them doing it than the Rams. So yeah, I I mentioned this last week when I picked the Bucks that Tom Brady I couldn't tell you the last time he had three losses in a row, and so I, I looked and it was two thousand two. So I wasn't yeah. wrong in that point. So the fact yeah, that first time he ever played, right? Yeah. So I too ever had a four game very, streak. That that I don't think he has. I don't think he's ever had a four game losing streak. So probably in his whole uh, life. I yeah. do. I too am going with the Bucks just because. I mean, they're actually fully healthy. I'm a little nervous about Cooper Cup. I know they're saying he's fine, that it's definitely not anything catastrophic, but I'm sure he'll be a half step slower. Something's up with Matty Stafford. It could be the whole elbow thing that they were talking about in the offseason, but he has eight interceptions already. Like, that's insane. I know he is kind of a higher interception guy, but you didn't see that till late in the second half. 
of the season last year, but maybe it's kind of rolling into this one. But yeah, there's something wrong in LA. And I mean, they haven't made any changes. They haven't looked any better. You know, they got stomped by the Niners. I'm going Tampa. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there, man. I wonder if McVay's kind of checked out too. Like, you know, there was all that talk about like he was thinking about retiring after the Super Bowl and like going into <laughs> the media and stuff. And you're like, why are you gonna say something like that? You know, you're trying to be John Madden. Um, I even just floating that out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird, right? And so I just wonder. I wonder if he's as locked in as he normally is. I don't know. That's just pure speculation. But all right, how about sure. the Titans going to Kansas City? Two arrowheads I... take on the Chiefs. Tighten up. Let's go. So how about... Yeah, you know, like I honestly didn't realize the Titans have won five in a row. You know, I know they started yeah. the season zero and two, and it. I was like, whoa, they're five and two right now. Like that, that's crazy. So good for them, man. Good for you guys. That's awesome. I'm very proud of you, Kemper. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yep. But they're going against the Kansas City Chiefs team, who is rolling right now. Uh, their their only recent loss was to the the Bills, and that was a shootout. Could have gone either way. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs at home. They're gotten. Juju's flowing. Kadarius Tony might actually make an appearance. That was kind of a an under the radar kind of move that could make some difference um, later down the road. So if he gets a, a shot, watch out for the Chiefs' offense again. So I'm, I'm going KC. Sorry, that's true. You know how much I love Kadarius Tony, but you do can't do stay healthy. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is the kind of game the Titans will roll in there and win because that's that's what the Titans do. They they win games they shouldn't win. They lose games they shouldn't lose. They looked so so inept to start the season they've got their identity back this is a derrick henry thumper yep. kind of game and so i would say yes, probably closer than people would expect i got to go to the chiefs as well i think they're they're too much to handle yep. right now titans don't have enough firepower on the in the receiving room right now and Traylon burks is still out but um i don't know that they, they'll hang in there i think for a little bit it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna be the blowout that the bills game was to start the season okay that's fair we'll see all right, the Monday night matchup. It is not Halloween in New Orleans, so that that's off. But Baltimore is heading to New Orleans to face those Saints. So what's going to happen here? Let me tell you who else is heading to New Orleans. This guy. I'm going tomorrow. Oh, I'm going wow. tomorrow. I will actually be there Monday, but I will not be a Monday night football because I'm flying back Monday. But I will be in New Orleans oh, on Monday. You blew it. Weekend, hitting up Bourbon Street. Let's go. Give me the Saints. Wow. Come on. 88% Ravens. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the Saints look good last week against, uh, against the Raiders. Jeez. I was like, who did they play? Uh, I mean, they're feeding Kamara the ball, which they should. Um, Andy Dalton, man, is just, he's kind of like a Taylor Heineke in the sense that it's the, the backup, but he can sling it. And once again, it's showing that you, you get the guys who should be getting the ball. So he's finding the guys that need to. Uh, and then on the flip side, again, I can't figure out the Ravens. I cannot do this right. I can't. I just don't know what to do. Um, but they're a good team. The ja- I mean, Lamar Jackson is, is as good as anyone out there right now in top five. And I know he's kind of, you know, Mark Andrews is a little hobbled and uh, Rashad Bateman is too. But they, they still can find a way to to get those wins. But they've also then lost when they played the Dolphins. And the- <laughs> I hate this team so much because. Because they always screw me over, whether I pick them or not. They just always take the Ravens. You know you want to. I do want to take. I've already clicked it. I just hadn't said it. And so, yes, they are highlighted for no good reason, only because I hate them. And I, they can screw me one way or another. I'm going to let them screw me by picking them. So I'm going the Ravens. If they don't have Mark Andrews, we know they don't have Bateman. He's already declared out. Uh, but it's be... likely a likely great game for him. It could be likely a likely great game for likely. 
Um, Devin DuVernay, Demarcus Robinson, Gus Edwards is banged up. So you're looking at Kenyon Drake. Like this is not a full strength Ravens team. It's a Lamar Jackson show. That's all. It is Lamar Jackson show, but Monday night football at the saints, man, I'm telling you, I'm you, you laughed me off the podcast. When I told you about the Raiders going there over Halloween, you laughed me off the podcast (laughs) and it was 24 to nothing. I'm just telling you, you're not going in there Monday night winning that game. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Who you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. No problem. What's the I score going to be? What you got? 38 points. 38 I'm points. I'm going higher than that. Give me 42. <laughs> like, like, I say 38, you're like, oh, I'm going higher than that. So I expect you to be like high 40s, 52. maybe 50. Like, Four more points. Give, I'm going higher. Give me 39. <laughs> that's way too low. 39. <laughs> Whoa, you are way off. All right. There it is. Kyle, make your picks. Make sure you do the tiebreaker. Don't forget that tiebreaker. Let's Stupid Kyle on tiebreaker. Don't make your picks. Let me just pass you in the standing. So don't make your picks. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. We know what time it is now. It is Ferris Beulah trivia time. Uh, so, yes. Oh, yeah. You know what I was thinking about whenever I was doing that podcast? I couldn't stop thinking of the Day Bow Bow song. Do you remember that? Uh, did you ever oh, see the It's Always yeah. Sunny episode? Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the yeah, Always Sunny fun. episode where Charlie and Mac were in the mailroom at a corporation? Did you ever see that one? Is that the one where Charlie had like the strings to like trying to figure out someone? Yeah. He was trying to figure out who Pepe yeah. something was. And um, <laughs> yeah. he's got all these lines. He's down in the mailroom and all that. Well, anyway, Mac goes upstairs and they're delivering mail and Mac fi- finds out this executive is gone for like a week and he's like, perfect i'll move into his office i'll tell people i'm the new guy next thing you know i'm getting promoted because <laughs> like they, that's the whole plan for getting health care i guess this <laughs> is gonna end and he's like well it'll do blah 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 and then it'll probably like the day bow bow song will come in just like in all the other 80s movies and he's like day bow bow song he's like yeah you know day bow bow and he's like and then they both go day bow bow oh yeah <laughs> That is a great it's song. Fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, we'll show right, the listeners. So we'll pop it in there for you guys. We'll pop it in there. Don't worry about it. I- Mr. Taylor, whose grandpa was a sailor. There you go, Mr. Scott, who drinks his coffee hot. There it is. Mr. White, whose wife is not too bright. There you go. Dude, I'm trying to network by the water cooler. Oh, yeah, and I'm doing both for jobs here. So you want to help out? Okay, the mail doesn't stop down there, Mac. I need help. All right, this is Felix's pilot. He receives for Eric. He receives for Janet. Don't ever look Janet in the eyes because she's a horrible devil woman. Dude, I feel like you were taking this shit way too seriously. Will you just help me out, man? This is Johnson's mail, okay? Now, Johnson's gone AWOL for the week with the wife and kids down in Orlando. So I want you to keep a pile in a neat stack somewhere. That's all Johnson's mail. Whoa, 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 wait a second. This guy's in Orlando for the week? Yeah, man, come on. Help me out here. Oh, hold on a second, bro. This is a perfect opportunity. I'm going to hang out in his office and pretend I'm the new guy. Uh, I don't think that's going to work, dude. Uh, have you seen the secret of my success? Uh, they're gonna catch on to you. Uh, yeah, but before they do, I will come up with an idea that will save the company millions and they'll be forced to promote me. Uh, are you sure? How's that movie end, dude? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he bangs that old lady and then they play that song from the 80s, uh, Day Bow Bow. What the hell is Day Bow Bow? Day Bow Bow. Oh, day bow bow. Oh, yeah. Day bow bow. Mm, 
So I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I was kind of all over the map with this trivia. It could be extremely easy, could be middle of the road. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not definitely trying to screw you like Rocky won here, but like I think well, they're pretty. This. My caveat will be if I miss any, I'm blaming the Fanacheck podcast, which you should check there out you wherever you get your podcasts. But if I miss wherever any... you get your podcast, yeah, there we go. All right, well, so we'll start off easy. All right, well, I, I I'm pretty sure this is easy. Uh, what is the type of car they borrow from Cameron's dad? Uh, would you say borrow? Um, <laughs> it's his prized possession, one of his Ferraris, which I think is like Ferrari. a 67, 60 something Ferrari that he's rebuilt. I would have been good with car, so yes, you got it. It car. is a car, <laughs> it's a red car. Yes, Ferrari, <laughs> Ferrari is correct. It was that okay, yeah. so one for one, good start, one for one. So Ferris, obviously very jealous, he does not have a car. What did Ferris's parents get him as a present instead of said car? Oh, he mentioned it a couple times. He does. Um, I got to think it was, I can't remember if this is the answer or not, but I think it might have been that sound system he has. Because he has like a, he has like a stereo that he does all the recording for like his, it's like a synthesizer stereo thing that he does all his recordings on. That's my guess. I forget. Sound system. The card says computer. So he went with, got the computer. And so that's where he hacks in, changes his absences from nine to two. He's on the phone. He got a computer. Computer. 1986. You are on the right right track. Cause when you said like he uses it to make those recordings, like, well, but he uses the computer too. So you were right there, man. That's close. That was good. They do mention it a couple times in the movie. That's that's shame on me. Yes, that's all right. All right. So I want you to, this is a a name, the actor. And this is who is the criminal that Ferris's sister encounters at the police station at the end. Oh, that's Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. (laughs) I don't think he, I don't, I don't think he, I don't remember if he gives his name or not. Maybe he does. Uh, in the movie, but he yeah, it's himself. Charlie Sheen. I think that was actually filmed in a real police station, and Charlie Sheen was already getting arrested. So, yeah. oh, let's just, use, let's just uh, use, let's this. use this guy. He looks like he'd be great for this film. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there you go. Two out of three. All right. Cameron is wearing a sports jersey on their day off. What jersey is it? That is a Gordy Howe Detroit Red Wings jersey. Well, you even went with the player. I would have just been happy with Detroit Red Wings. So well done. Well done. All right. Yep. All right. Three out of four. All right. So this is a two-parter. And the, the second part is just total extra credit if you were ever to get it. <laughs> the uh, second part is a ridiculous question. It is. It is. But, but the fact that you told me you're on this deep dive podcast, you may pull this out. You may have even spoke about it. Who knows? All right. So the big plan is they're going to take the car, but then his dad, you know, camera saying, Oh my gosh, my dad, this is prize possession. He's going to know we took it because of the mileage. So like, no, 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 we got a plan. How do they try and take, what is their plan to take the mileage off the car? They put it up on blocks and they kick it in reverse. And he thinks that if they go in reverse <laughs> for a long time, it'll take the miles off the odometer. Yeah. Which is just yeah. thinking about it. So ludicrous makes zero sense. But anyway, you are correct. They try and spin it in reverse. And so here's your extra credit piece. 
Yeah. Yep. What was the mileage? When they took it, it was like a hundred in the 150 range, maybe. Um, what happened is they took it to a parking deck and the parking attendant went on a joyride with it. And so they got it back with like 315 or something miles on it. And they were trying to reverse it out. Right. So the mileage when they started, you were close. It was 126, but and halfway between three and four tenths. That's right. There you you go. (laughs) There you go. Yes. There you go, man. Four out of five. Just missed the computer. Well done, my friend. Well, I will take it. I will take it. I give all credit and blame to the Fanacheck podcast. (laughs) Credit and blame. There it is. Well, well done. You pass with flying colors. Fanacheck. Well done. All of you. All of you. Sweet. Well, let's get an update on our run your pool fantasy league. How'd that go last week? I mean, we both had great weeks, but yours was just spectacularly great. You, uh, Ended up winning by 40 over me this past week. I think you got 175-ish or something. I got like 187, I think. 187, I had 145. That was it. Uh, I mean, you had Tua, you had Kamara, you had Hopkins, you had Tyreek. I mean, just a train. Can't stop that train on those tracks. So, well done. Uh, Again, I'm I'm just happy I was able to only lose by 40 with having that week. So, I I was okay with that week. Um, by fair. me at least so fair currently you are up by 75 points on the season uh so why don't we say we talk about our teams right now you want to go first okay. you want me to go first go ahead why don't you start us off i already told you i'm going heavy on seahawks cardinals so give me geno smith MVP. Geno! MVP. <laughs> let's go well you know where i'm going with this one in another shootout justin fields let's go oh! let's go <laughs> my man fantasy team He's on this He's team. Finally here. Uh, this one I'm not too pumped about, but oh my gosh, I'm just looking at the running backs that are left for me, and it is so thin and gross. Oh my god! So I have David Montgomery. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh god. Yep. Watch out. <laughs> okay. Well, I've still got Josh Jacobs, so I'm going to roll him out this week and hope that they rebound. Like you said, I don't have a lot of faith, but he's playing the Jags. Good matchup. Give me Jacobs. Establish the run. Right. Well, since we all know DeAndre Swift is getting pushed too hard by doing five carries, I went with Jamal Williams since he's been carrying the load. So, <laughs> Yeah, no more DeAndre. Jamal. Slow it down there, DeAndre. Slow it down. I'm glad I used him at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, I'm going on the that. opposite side of the Jacobs game. I'm also going Travis ATN. We saw Kamara throw up right. three touchdowns last he's been week. On fire. It's ATN's turn. All right. Uh, I'm using Duke Nukem, man. You used him last week. I'm going to hope he keeps this train rolling. Let's go with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, great play. He's been absolutely on fire. Um, I'm going heavy as I could here because I'm running out of receivers. You're running out of running backs. I'm <laughs> running out of receivers. Give me Justin Jefferson. Let's go. All right. Ooh, yeah, that's a big that's a big gun. Uh, for my other side, on the opposite side, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett. Again, he's been solid all year. So I'm just going to hope he keeps riding that. Could be a good play. I'm taking Christian Kirk in that Jags Raiders game. This is a bit of a Jags Raiders. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a Hail Mary, but he's been solid. He's been really good all year. Okay. Uh, for my tight end, I am going uh, once again that Cardinals and Seahawks game going with Zach Ertz. Yeah. I would have gone Ertz here. Uh, I would have gone Everett here. I 
I think all all my tight ends are gone. So uh, I'm going Evan Ingram, staying with the Jags. Evan Ingram, let's Jag. go. Jags up. Heavy Jags. All right, for my kicker, once again, Jason Myers. I <laughs> love that game so much. I got Jason Myers too. hey Oh, got him. We match kickers. All right. Yes. And then for my flex, uh, since Jamar Chase is out, got to go Tyler Boyd. Solid play. Solid play. I talked about him earlier. I'm hoping on a two-touchdown game tonight. I got Miles Sanders in the flex. There you go. All right. And then uh, defense, you got the Vikes. Going Vikes. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go. Houston doesn't have either of their top two receivers tonight. All you got to do is stop Damian Pierce, which has been tough this year. But That's uh, my guy. Eagles I need him to do well. <laughs> I need him to do yep. well. Uh, yep. All right. So I got Geno Smith. David Montgomery, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Zach Ertz, Jason Myers, Tyler Boyd, and the Vikings D. I got Justin Fields, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Miles Sanders, Jason Myers, and the Eagles defense. Your team is weird this week. <laughs> you have you've won you. bargain bin this week. I definitely did go bargain bin. I mean, if I'm playing David Montgomery, you know I can't stand that guy. So, David Montgomery. Yeah, that's a bit of a bargain bin, but you know what? You got to use them at some point, probably. So uh, I don't know that I feel good about flexing a, a running back. That probably wasn't smart, but whatever. Dude, I literally so many, have no running backs left. It's there's so only bad. so many you can use, and I'm sitting here playing three of them one week. That was not smart. Whatever. <laughs> it happens. All right. It happens. Sweet. We'll see how that goes. Let's get a do it bet this week. We got two options here. We had one that we talked about pre show, which I think we ought to stick with, but we mm-hmm. could throw this tight end into the mix as well from your from your lineup. Well, why don't you explain what the pre the pre-show one was? Pre-show, we talked about uh, the waivers this week. We were talking about quarterbacks, and you were wondering if we should start Jared Goff or if he should pick up someone off waivers. We talked about Andy Dalton as a as a potential streamer there. I talked about Justin Fields, who I knew you weren't gonna bite on. And then we talked about a couple other guys like Heineke who were like, you know, dart throws. Um, I ended up putting in a waiver claim to get Justin Fields. That's how in on him I wanted to be. <laughs> And also how bad my quarterback situation has been this year. Um, I do have Trevor Lawrence, who has a good matchup. um, And I've been riding him a little bit, but he's been up and down depending on the matchup. So I'm going heavy on fields. You stuck with Goff. You didn't didn't go with waivers. You decided I'm just going to ride it out with Goff. So I said, why don't we do Goff versus fields this week? See what happens. I say we do that. I say we just stick with Goff versus fields. No, No throwing in tight ends. Let's just do Goff versus fields. Okay, fine. Well, I think I think Justin Fields has more fantasy points this week than Jared Goff. Do it. Do it. And I think Jared Goff is going to have more fantasy points than Justin Fields. Do it. Do it. New Cosmel. Do it. Although it's kind of funny. We have our do it bet board, guys. You should be starting Trevor Lawrence this week. But That's true, actually. I get it. That is fair. I get it. I but also no, think Trevor sure. Lawrence has more fantasy points than Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, do it. Do it. I think Fields and Lawrence combined. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. you get golf and a ham sandwich i take lawrence and fields go <laughs> fine i'll still win with a ham sandwich it was a great yeah. sandwich let me know what you decide on that tight end though that's a tough pick this week man i wish you knew yeah. for sure that keenan was going to be out if you did would it make it would it make your decision or is it is it still kind of like i can't bench goddard right so as a yeah goddard and, and everett it's tough uh I don't know. It's honestly just going to come down to a gut feeling. I don't know. I think I might just have to keep with the ego. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm literally at a loss. It's such a 50-50 matchup for me right now. 
I don't think you can lose there though, honestly, because they're both they're both like Goddard has been. I've got him in the league, and it's like a complete set it and forget it. You never think about it. He's been really good this year. Right. Nothing to worry about. You're not going to kick yourself if you start one over the other. I don't think. Sure. So two good. I options. think if, if I had to make a decision right now, I think I'd be leaning Goddard just for that same reason that it's he's been great all year. Just leave him in there. Everett's been solid in some games. He's kind of dropped off on a couple others, but again, with no Keenan Allen, he could be a huge monster, but could be a risk that's the only thing so okay. i think i'm gonna leave it goddard just because he's got me so far okay i'm on the record saying everett's gonna have a better game that's fair you're on the record i'm also playing jason this week a battle for first place i'm currently in first and he is in second so he is my one loss in your face jason in your face he is my he is my one loss so he's in my head he's in my player's dome so we gotta break this break he is first. in your dome man he makes it he's I'm loud. Three against him yeah, he is. Oh, he's very vocal. He's very vocal. Yeah. So, got to put him in his place. I was 0 2 last year, regular season. Then I lost in the championship, and I'm 0 1 this year against him. Jeez, I need to get off this Schneid. You got to put him in his place, man. I know. He talks a lot. <laughs> he talks a lot. He does. Anyway. He does. All right. So, that's going to do it for our week nine preview. A lot of picks made, injury updates, trade deadlines. My gosh. Matchup starts tonight. Eagles and Texans. Going to be a wild one. Oh, it's going to be so wild in the wild, wild Texas heat inside a dome. But anyway, can't wait for all the action. So until next time, keep on folding. Hold it.